Good morning. Um, oh gosh, I'm sorry, I have the wrong, I have the wrong format here. Hold on. Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Kim and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, September 15, 2012. Today we are reading from the Big Book of Overeaters Anonymous and we are on page 158. That second paragraph, which begins on the third day. Today's readers are, for the steps, Deanna B., for the traditions, Anne-Marie M., and for the text will be Renata, Helena, Farrell, and Janice. The reference number for yesterday, Sunday, September 14, 2014, is 6878. That's 6878. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. LA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our full purpose, OA's fifth tradition stage, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Deanna B. to read the 12 steps of OA. Thank you. This is Deanna, compulsive eater, and thank you for your service. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. I pass. Thank you. 
Thank you, Deanna. And I will now ask Anne-Marie M. to read the 12 traditions of OA. Anne-Marie, hit star one to unmute. Hi, Kim. This is Anne-Marie. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't have the um, I didn't have it right in front of me. I apologize. The twelfth edition. One OA common uh, common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as He may express Himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants; they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting the other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive eater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Thus, problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, Every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contribution. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible for those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We always need, always need, we need always maintain personal anonymity as a level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principle before personalities. Thank you. Thank you, Anne-Marie. Yeah. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature and stop on share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and the literature we are discussing, and you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no absence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, we press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the Big Book on page 158, the second full paragraph beginning on the third day, and I will ask Renata to begin reading. Hi, good morning, Kim. Good morning, everyone. This is Renata. We covered Composable Reading in New York. Um, it's a privilege to the service. Thank you, God. On the third day, the lawyer gave his life to the care and direction of his creator. And he said he was perfectly willing to do anything necessary. His wife came scarcely 
daring to be hopeful, though she thought she saw something different about her husband already. So, you know, they're talking about Bill D., and, uh, you know, it says the lawyer gave his life to the care and direction of his creator. Um, you know, he surrendered. And, you know, he surrendered to his higher power. He took step three. Uh, in order to to take step three, I need to take step one and two first. And, uh, you know, I need to to have the ABC down, like the, the ABC from page 60. You know, A, that I am an alcoholic and I could not manage my own life. I can't have any doubts about this. B, that probably no human power could relieve my alcoholism. Again, I have I got to be out of ideas. I have to know that there's nothing human that can help me with my disease. I need a higher power. And C, that God could and would if he was sought. Um... You know, for me, what step three looked like was, you know, God writing my new food plan uh, because I had a food plan in place already when I started working with a sponsor for my vision for you and I wasn't binging. You know, she couldn't tell that I still had some alcoholic food in my food plan and I couldn't tell either. I didn't know. But, you know, after I picked up the food again and had to go back to step one, it was the first time that I really invited God to help me see all the foods I needed to let go of. And he showed me. And it was quite a few things. But I was willing, you know, like Bill was perfect willing to do anything. I was willing to let go of, of all my crutches, all of them, you know. And uh, also, you know, turn my will and my life over to the care of my creator meant that I made that decision of going through the steps. Because before I took step three in my heart, I could never go through all 12 steps. I would always stop halfway. I would always get stuck on step four and, you know, pick up the food or, and, and you know, have to start over or just not do anything, stay on step four for months. And, uh, you know, today I still surrender and say the third step prayer every morning, and I follow directions and trust the process to the best of my ability. I still, you know, I know that I am powerless over food, that my life is unmanageable if it's not guided by a higher power. And, you know, my higher power puts people in my path, you know, through this fellowship to help guide me, and uh, that's how I turn my will and my life over today. Thank you. Thank you, Renata. And who would like to share oh, my name? My name is Charles, and I eat too much. May I share? One minute, Charles. And who, there was someone right behind you. Who was after Charles? That was Paula. Paula, did I hear another voice? Larry. Okay, so we will go Charles, Paula, and then Larry. Go ahead, Charles. Um, could the lady share first, and I'll share after the lady? Um, sure, Paula, do you want to go first? Sure, I'm fine with that. Thank you, Charles, and this would be Paula. You know, I want to come into this paragraph, just, just, just zipping back, just a tad bit. He sure didn't do much for me when I was trying to fight this booze racket alone. Be the difference. 
They're the difference. That's how we come into this paragraph. Bill W. and Dr. Bob had come to him, and he saw, and he listened, and they demonstrated. Look at what came together. And then on the third day, ooh, it had to settle a bit, didn't it? The lawyer gave his life. He gave it. wasn't taken. He gave his life to the care and direction of his creator and said he was perfectly willing to do anything necessary. There the change. He was willing. But I want to come here, and I hear I would like to end. His wife came, scarcely daring to be hopeful. Do we know how it affects others? Could it be this time? Though she thought she saw something different, there the hope. Could it be there's something different about him today? It doesn't. He doesn't look the same, but he does look the same about her husband already. Now look at what it says. He had begun. Nothing like a beginning, honey. You stand there at sunset and you tell me there is nothing like a beginning. Stand there when a child is born. You say, can you compare this to this? Oh, even more. He had begun to have a spiritual experience. And there the awakening. Thank you for allowing me to share. And I will pass with that. Thank you, Paula. And Charles, you're next. Good morning. My name is Charles. I eat too much of a recovered compulsive overeater. And uh, the reason why I say that is because I live in 10, 11, and 1 every single day. And, uh, yeah, so on the third, this is good money right here. On the third day, the lawyer gave his life to the care of the director of his creator. First of all, um, my favorite chapter is Chapter 3, and everybody knows that, right? And And, and, and what this helps me out with, saying that, um, with those three examples in Chapter 3, you know, the big book always talks about the money and this and that, and, 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 and we all know the money couldn't um, solve the problem. So when it says on the third day the lawyer, which we know a lawyer is a good um, profession to have, gave his life to the care of and direction of his creator and was perfectly willing, which is a, is a, a known necessary ingredient for recovery. Then he begun to have a spiritual experience. So I don't got to talk about, you know what, I went to the gym and did this and that. All that's ego, because I used to talk about that in the beginning of my abstinence. When I started to get some recovery, first of all, I like what it says on the third day. On the third day, the lawyer, you, you know what, what a great way to start. I'm getting spider senses right now. I'm tingling I'm 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 fired up. This is good news right here. You know this, this is where they, this is this is the information. This is this is this is direct, the the clear direction that I need. The twelve steps, um, becoming willing and having a spiritual experience. I need to do that every single day. I've been listening to this meeting for a long time. I'm um, big up my friend Leah. She asked me to share on a vision vision for you and. Uh, you know, I'm perfectly willing to do it every single day. You know, uh, the miracle is I'm not just jumping around, you know, not following directions because I'm perfectly willing to do anything necessary today, right? And I'm so excited um, that that we'll be going to the uh, 
OA convention next month, and hopefully I'll meet some of you visionaries. So with that, I'm going to pass. My name is Charles. I eat too much of a recovered compulsive over here. Thanks. Thank you, Charles. And Larry, you're next. Oh, thanks, Kim. appreciate your service. Uh, very recovered uh, compulsive overeater from Chicago. You know, so this this uh, paragraph is is uh, is really impactful for me. You know, I, I have yet to meet someone in this program that had a spiritual awakening or a spiritual transformation prior to giving her life over to the care of God. So we see in this in this paragraph that you know that uh, that that happened that began to happen after he was willing to do whatever was required. So I'm reminded that, you know, what separates this program from all other ways that I tried to solve my problem, you know, and let's be clear about this. We, 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 we don't need to tiptoe around the necessity of becoming aligned with God. The lawyer became willing to do anything necessary, so he became teachable. You know, there was humility. And the reason that I'm recovered today is because I had a spiritual transformation that really extracted the obsession of the mind. So, you know, no more struggle, no more swimming against the tide. That, that, was, that was utterly exhausting for me. And, and like the lawyer, these men that we were, were reading about came in with the very same dilemma that you and I did. You know, their substance may have been different, but, but the, the underlying, you know, uh, dilemma was the same. It was precisely the same. We learned in the big book, lack of power, that was our dilemma. That was our main problem. So we had to connect to the power source that would render the food neutral. And that's the least of what, it, what it's done for me today. And so these men had hit their bottom, or, or perhaps the bottom came up to hit them. But regardless, this was the essential condition. And, you know, we'll wrap up, I'll say that, you know, in the AA 12 and 12, I, I love this where, it, where it, it talks about, it says that anyone, anyone at all can begin to do this. You know, we can, uh, you know, essentially, we can further add that a beginning, even the smallest, is what is needed. Once we place the key of willingness in the lock and have the door ever so slightly open, we find that we can always open it some more. Though self-will may slam it shut again, as it frequently does, it will always respond the moment we again pick up the key of willingness. So um, the key of willingness was, was the deal for me. And then with that, I would work through these steps, and the steps are what gave me freedom. You know, I'm free today. Thank God for Alcoholics Anonymous. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Larry. And who else would like to share on the paragraph? Good morning. This is Eddie in Virginia. Go ahead, Eddie. Good morning, Kim. Thank you for your service. Good morning. My name is Eddie. I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Virginia. Um, the third day uh, and the direction, following the direction of his um, creator, um, you know, it just, this is not my third day. This is actually the anniversary of my abstinence. It's nine years today that I walked into the rooms. And as a rule, I keep my mouth shut because, you know, it's better to listen. <laughs> For me, it's better to listen than to, than to preach. But um, I just felt that this morning I just got up with just, I get up every morning with a sense of gratitude because, you know, I, I don't know how else to get up anymore, but um, this this morning it's just uh, even more so that I can actually um, look back um, and realize that, um, you know, there was a spiritual awakening that day. I don't think I realized it, but uh, there was because it's just 
built and built and built over these nine years um, uh, with every every step that I've taken, every every step that I completed, um, everything that I did uh, that, as I was told to do by my sponsors, by people in the program that I respected, you all led me to this day. And for that, I'm very grateful. And, uh, you know, just that um, – and I know that um, I, I had to chuckle about the thing about his wife – you know, scarcely daring to hope. And I know that when I got in the program, um, you know, my husband and, and my daughter, they looked like they looked at me like, oh, come on, not not something else. Another thing we're going to do here. But, you know, over the years, they've become believers, too. And, um, you know, it, it's just um, the, 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 the gratitude that just fills my heart this morning um, and uh, the, my hope and my prayer for everybody here who's on the line who's maybe not where I am um, is that, um, you know, that you will experience this because uh, I can't tell you the joy that happens every morning I get up in this program. Um, so I, I wish that and I pray for that for you. And um, with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Dawn Eddie. W. I'm sorry, what was that name? Dawn W. Dawn. Does anyone else want to share besides Dawn? Okay, go ahead, Dawn. Thank you, and thank you, everyone, for your service. Um, I normally like to share in the beginner section, but um, when you read this, and this is my um, Dawn, a recovering compulsive overeater, I'm sorry, um, I haven't read this paragraph before, I'm new, and I realized that um, I have begun a spiritual experience, not a huge breakthrough thing, but um, like the reader, I'd been on an eating program for a year and a half and lost a lot of weight, but I realized I was white-knuckling and I was going to relapse. And by a lot of wonderful events, I found my way to a vision, um, really just a few weeks ago. And after hearing so many recovered people speak, one after another, and I'd never heard recovery before, um, I was able to put down the sugar and the flour, which I hadn't been able to for a year and a half. And um, I real, and it's light and it's easy. And I realized that I have to look at a couple eating behaviors with my sponsor. And I have a first meeting with her today, uh, this morning. And I just want to let you know, because I'm probably where many of you were uh, years and decades ago. And thank you very much for this. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Dawn. And would anyone like to share before we move on to the next paragraph? This is Bella. Can I share? Go ahead, Bella. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bella, and I am a thankful recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, Kim, for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody on the line. On the third day, the lawyer gave his life to the care and direction of his creator. Yes, gave his... <clears throat> sorry. Yes, gave his life. I would think it should supposed to say gave his alcoholism, or in my case, gave my... Compulsive overeater, but no, gave his life. Yes, my, my eating, my, my running after the food was only a symptom. And now thank you God that I am in the program. Yes, I, I gave and I am giving my life because now I know 
now I know that when I was running after the food, it was a cover-up of my selfishness, of my power, of my control. Everybody has to do my way, my way of thinking, and if you don't know, if you don't do, or if you don't think like me, so something is wrong with you, and this is my life. Yes, the first time when I did the first step, it was a relief for me. It was, yes, I can say, I accept and admit that I am powerless. I am powerless not over the food only. I am powerless over my financial situation. I am powerless over my family. I am powerless over my husband's behavior. I am powerless. I gave over my life to the care of God, to the direction of God. Thank you, God, that I live now free. I, I am connected to the, to the wonderful power of acceptance and, 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 and love. And yes, I gave over my life to the care and direction of God. And I am so thankful for that. Thank you, and I am pissed. Thank you, Bella. And we're going to move on to Helena, if you could read that third paragraph on page 158. Good morning. This is Helena, recovered in New Jersey. That afternoon, he put on his clothes and walked from the hospital a free man. He entered a political campaign, making speeches, frequenting men's gathering places of all sorts, often staying up all night. He lost the race by only a narrow margin, but he had found God, and in finding God, had found himself. Um, I'm happy to see that uh, not everything is absolutely beautiful and wonderful after we uh, work the steps, turn our will and our lives over to the care of God. And I wonder if this is put in here, especially to let us know that we will be facing failures. We will possibly be facing more than failures. You know, earlier in the big book, we are told that we could face calamity, but that our trust in God and our relationship with God and the spiritual path that we've had of working working and continuing to work the 12 steps will enable us to match calamity with serenity. Um, we know that the, it sounds in, in this uh, paragraph as if you know, he was automatically, all he had to do was turn his will and his life over and then off he went and all was well. But we know the backstory. We know that he is working the steps. We know that he has worked four through nine in order to put into practice the way that he put his will and his life into the care of his creator. And it's absolutely amazing that no matter what came his way, he was able to hold up his head and act the way that his creator wanted him to. He is a free man. He's a free man because he's no longer making his own decisions and running his own life. He has turned his life to the care and direction of his creator. And now he's putting it into practice and continuing day by day with God. The last sentence again, he had found God, and in finding God, had found himself. God has restored him to what God had in mind when God created this man, as he will for all of us when we turn our will and our lives over to the care of God. And as I did for myself, not that life is perfect. There are many, many 
what the big book has called vicissitudes coming my way. And I'm far from perfect. And yet I have found God. And in finding God, I have found myself. Pass. Thanks, Helena. And who would like to share on the paragraph just read? Laura. Patty. Laura, Patty, anyone besides those two? Okay, we'll start out with Laura. Thanks, Kim. Good morning, everyone. It's Laura W., Recovered Compulsive Eater and Anorexic in South Jersey. Gosh, these two paragraphs are so powerful. You know, the one line I don't think it was even read when it says he had begun to have a spiritual experience. Begun um, just reminds me that this is a daily process where I grow with my higher power directing me and guiding me every single day. And that afternoon he put his clothes on and walked from the hospital a free man. And that's what being recovered means to me. I feel free. You know, when I go to OA meetings and they say, how are you, you in the in the We Care book, how are you feeling? Many times I write grateful and free because I feel, I don't feel that um, that bondage anymore to food, to weight, to exercise, to self. I feel free. And, you know, this is, this is really sudden and profound, this change that he's had here. And it's a change not just in his thinking, but in his actions, his attitudes, and his emotions. And that's what recovery brings to me. So, um, you know, the word free stuck out to me. I just wanted to, you know, express my gratitude because it says he, he had found God, and in finding God, he had found himself. I cannot stay recovered if I only find myself. I have to have a power greater than myself to direct my life. For me, that power is God. And that was um, just great to read today. Thanks for letting me share. Pass. Thank you, Laura. And I just want to let Sue G know I did hear you, so we'll have Patty and then Sue G. Go ahead, Patty. Okay. Hi, my name is Patty. I am a compulsive overeater that's recovered from California. And um, I'd like to share on the paragraph we just read. I just loved what it said. Um, He put on his clothes and he walked out a free man. And um, it was so funny. I was sitting here writing my letter to God that I write every morning while I was listening. And what I was writing was, I'm free. I'm happy, joyous, and free. And I can't believe it. I never thought I'd feel this way. I've been in AA for years. And then I went into OA for my food problem. And it's been relieved. And I've never felt this way through all the years I've been in the 12-step programs because I never thoroughly worked the steps and really was honest with myself, honest about my, my ways that I behaved. And today I feel so free and so happy. And I have found God the God of my understanding, and um, I'm free of the insanity in my head constantly chattering away at me. I don't have it today. My obsession is gone, and I know that if I go back to the way I was, even for one minute, it will all come back again. So I must keep doing this every day. But I am just so grateful. Thank you so much for letting me share. Thank you, Patty. And Suji, you're next. Good morning, visionaries. This is Suji, recovered in Pennsylvania. Um, no longer confused, and I hope not to be confusing. These paragraphs, including the one I read the other day, they are amazing. Um, and they make me think of a very important rewrite of my own past, which is what happens in recovery. 
we rewrite our own path. We have a transformation of our attitude toward the whole thing. And you have to do all the steps to get there, but it does happen. So I'm now looking at infertility, a terrible loss that my husband and I experienced. We had two adopted children. Then uh, I finally got pregnant and I miscarried and I was heartbroken. Okay, so now we're on this uh, next day. The prospect was more receptive, that paragraph, um, that the one before the ones we just read, where I, I had this incredible hope that happened to me that uh, my doctor said, oh, you got pregnant and you miscarried too bad for you. You're probably not going to get pregnant again. The statistics are against you. And I said, screw you, you're fired. I got a different obstetrician and I called up a couple of hopeful friends and got talked further into my vision of hope. So now we're on the third day, today's reading. The lawyer gave his life to the care and direction of his creator. Well, when this happened to me, my husband came to every single prenatal visit and he was, you bet, present at the birth. And so he was there. And I, the wife, scarcely daring to be hopeful, thought that something was different about my husband already. He had begun to have a spiritual experience. He stayed for the whole birth. But then, next paragraph, that afternoon, he put on his clothes and walked from the hospital a free man. Well, once the birth was over, I said, want to stay? Want to hang out here while I try to nurse this baby? And he said, nope. I'm going home, and he put on his clothes. Well, he was dressed, but he put on his jacket, and he left the hospital. It was November, after all. He left the hospital, went home, a free man, and what did he do? He set up his Macintosh computer while I stayed in the hospital and nursed the baby. Now, it just struck me that this is like, this is in the other great book. I mean, this is Genesis. This is this is the beginning of the whole process and take inspiration. It can happen to you too. Amen. Thanks for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Sue. And who else would like to share on the paragraph we just read? Judy Ann Marie. I heard Ann Marie, but I heard someone before her. Judy B. Judy B. And was there another voice that I missed? Sharon H. In Colorado. Leah. Okay, so we have Judy B, Anne Marie, Karen H, and Leah. Judy, go ahead. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is Judy B, a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Massachusetts. Um, oh, this paragraph just just shows me um, the wonder of this program. Uh, last week, I was able to go on a cruise, and I was a little bit um, leery thinking of all the food that was going to be there. At the age of 72, I had never done this before, and I've heard people talk about it so often. And yet I read that, that first line, that afternoon he put on his clothes and walked from the hospital a free man. And last week I put on my cruise clothes and and went from my home onto this cruise ship and I was a free person there. I mean, the food there was just so abundant, and it and it seemed to 
it seemed to take over the lives of 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 everyone that was there and and yet for me the food was neutral and i just could not stop thanking god the whole week for this beautiful wonderful experience and for the the knowing that that god had relieved me from this this horrendous uh, compulsion that I suffered with for years. And it just, I'm just filled with joy to see how this program can change us and, and can, can take away that malady and can put us in a, in a great new light. And at the end of that paragraph, but he had found God, and in finding God had found himself. And that's where I, I feel I am today. I, I just trust God with, with all of my heart, and, and he leads me through every experience. And uh, the joy in that is just beyond belief. So I just appeal to anyone who is still in disease to know that um, working these steps and going through this program can absolutely change your life and give you a new beginning. And I'm so grateful for that. With that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Judy B. Anne-Marie? Hi, this is Anne-Marie M. in South Carolina. I am a recovered compulsive eater. Um, What jumped out at me was that last sentence, uh, that he has found God, and in finding God, he has found himself. And it brought me back to... um, page 55 in uh, We Agnostic, that um, third paragraph towards the middle of it or towards the end, um, uh, he was much, he was much as fast as we, as we were. Uh, we found that the great, great reality, meaning God, deep down within us, um, in the last analysis, is only there that he may be found. It was so. It was so with us, and so um, you know, it was, it was that last analysis that um, that's where God is to be found. You know, um, and you know that's where I find. Um, you know, he says he found God, and uh, in finding God, he found himself. And I learned that God is within me and has been within me. You know, since I was born. That that's my belief since I was born, that God has been within me and I have been searching and searching for him all over, Um, you know, with the food. Maybe if I had enough, there was never enough food for me. Um, That's why God is within me and that's that's enough. Um, I don't need to stretch out to be thin. I guess I'm waiting to be thin enough. And And nothing was ever enough. But when I think about that I have God within me, um, there it is. I don't need anything else. I don't need to strive to look thinner. I don't need to get one more bag of candy, one more uh, one more stop at the convenience store. This will be it. This will be the end. I just got to get that filling in. It will be enough, I thought. And never was it enough. But God is enough. And he is within me. And the other thing I learned is that I just can't ignore that, that God within me. You know, um, he wants to be fed just as much as I, so that he he can feed me, and um, not in not feeding like it literally eating, but um, he wants um, me to spend.
spend time with him and to nurture him so that he can grow strong within me. And, um, you know, if I don't do that, that's what happened um, once before. It happened a few times before, but um, I didn't continue um, to acknowledge that God within me. So um, it just reminds me of that in, in, in the agnostics, that he, God is really within, deep down within us, the great reality. And I believe that they got great reality capitalized so that God is deep down within us. So I'll pass with that. Thank you. Thank you, Anne-Marie M. And Karen H., you're next. Hi, Kim. This is Sharon H. in Colorado, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. And uh, thank you so much for your service, and hi to everyone on the line. Um, I just am amazed at, you know, in two pages you hear this man's story uh, with the third member of AA, and it just means so much to me today because I, too, had many years sober in AA but just was not able to get abstinent and stay stopped. And so what really hit me was on page 157, this is what I didn't get or refused to get. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But um, the paragraph says, the man was in the bed and he was told of the acute poisoning from which he suffered, how it deteriorates the body of an alcoholic and warps his mind. There was much talk about the mental state preceding the first drink. And when I came into this program, they were in the doctor's opinion, and that's what I heard every day, day in and day out, you know, line by line, paragraph by paragraph, and I am so grateful. I am so very grateful because that's what finally God used to show me what I had missed or didn't want to see, and now I, too, walk a free woman. And I, too, uh, by God's grace, found God, and in finding God, I found myself. I began working these steps, and my life has changed dramatically, um, just like you see here with him. Here he's in the hospital. Uh, he's been in the hospital several times before this, and yet um, he listens to Dr. Bob and Bill, and they tell him, you know, this is the way it is, and it isn't ever going to be different. And he, you know, thinks about it a little bit and, and still isn't sure. But then he gives, on the third day that he's in the hospital, he gives his life to the care and direction of his creator. And he was willing to do whatever was necessary to be set free. And then you see the miracle that happens. You know, he was born again. He, he walked out a free man. And he found God, and in finding God, he found himself, and he never drank again. So I am just so grateful for this story and what it means to me today. And it can mean that to anyone who's willing to uh, just see the truth about our condition and then move forward and let God do for us what we never could do in our own strength. And with that, I pass, Kim. Thanks. Thanks, Sharon. Sorry for getting your name wrong. That was Sharon H. from Colorado. And Leah M., you're next. Thank you, Kim, for your service. Uh, that afternoon, he put on his clothes and walked from the hospital a free man. 
and of course the statement, but he found God and finding God, he had found himself. You know, an, an example of what this program of recovery can do. I mean, it's so profound. Remember this this guy, Bill D., you know, was hospitalized eight times in six months. <laughs> um, you know, certainly we would have thought he uh, was a lost cause. But look what happened. You know, he rose against the odds. He was supposed to self-destruct, and he becomes a free man. And, you know, that's that's what this program of recovery offers. I mean, certainly he was beyond human aid. And certainly, although Bill W. and Dr. Bob were dedicated, it wasn't going to be the fellowship of those alcoholics that were going to bring about recovery for Bill D. If Bill D. was going to recover, he had to have power that's going to come from a source other than just uh, fellowship. It was going to have to come from tapping that unsuspected inner resource. And that's exactly what happens here uh, to Bill D as a result of these steps. You know, by implementing these steps, taking those action steps, specifically uh, those steps of examination of attitudes and uh, correction of attitudes and outlook and, you know, harms done, uh, it leads him to step 12, which gives him results. What are the results? Freedom. Because having had a spiritual awakening as a result of those steps, we, Bill D. included, obviously, no longer believes God will restore him to sanity. He knows that he will because he has done so. And that's exactly what happens to us that do, uh, you know, apply these steps. Those of us that have had you know, these uh, steps applied in our lives have been restored to sanity, and we have faith in the program, and we have faith in God because he has restored us to sanity. And that's exactly what this whole program is about. The whole purpose, the whole journey takes us to step 12, takes us to this freedom. The whole point of joining Overeaters Anonymous, the whole point of gathering every morning on this line at 7 a.m. Eastern Time is that we each individually move through the steps and we end up at those two words, spiritual awakening, that are contained in step 12. And that spiritual awakening consists of getting rid of those things in our lives, the resentment, the fear, the harms done, and this beautiful spiritual person that is inside of each and every one of us will be revealed as we strip away the... the uh, the spiritual sludge that's keeping in our way. And certainly he was able to be of service to his community, to his family. So this is far more than just the mere elimination of alcohol for Bill D. This was about a restored life and a rehabilitated life. And the steps put him back together the way God intended him to be. And that is a clear result of the program of recovery. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Leah. And would anyone else like to share on the paragraph? Hey, hey, Rabia. Hey, Charles, can I jump in again after Rabia? Okay, we have Rabia, then Charles, and was there anyone else? Okay, Rabia and Charles. Oh, good morning, everyone. This is Rabia, recovered compulsive overeater from New York, and um, so moved hearing everyone shared. I'm so grateful to be on the line this morning, and um and and I would just really move to share after Leia because um, because I still go to face to face meetings that are in a vision for you and um, and and yes 
we are at these meetings to learn of God and and to remove the blockage and and I, and and I do and I am clear about what recovery looks like today and yet God still has me going to these you know the topic meetings and this past week the topic was good enough if you could even believe it and and you know so what was the sharing about it was you know well my food is good enough even though it's sloppy well my life is good enough even though I don't like my husband today well this is good enough that's good enough and um oh goodness gracious so so you know in my two minute share you know I I share about living in 10 11 and 12 you know and free from fear and in the sunlight of the spirit and and then after the meeting, you know, people don't swarm up to me. No, people don't, nobody comes up to talk to me. They don't, you know, they don't really want to do this kind of work or whatever. I don't. And and I pray. I just pray. Okay, God, um, you know, I'll keep going to these meetings and and bringing this message if that's what you want me to do. You know, the the great news is um, I don't have amends to make anymore after the meetings because I'm not trying to shove the big book down people's. Both. I'm, I'm speaking of it very gently now, and um, and 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 no, you know, it, and it doesn't have to make me sad, you know, it, it um, because I get the strength I need at at this meeting every morning, um, and then I ask God, what is your work for me today? You know, how can I serve you today? And if it means going to a face-to-face meeting where nobody's talking about the recovery and the steps, then that's what it means. And thank you all for giving me my strength for today. And God, and with that, I pass. Thank you, Rabia and Charles. Hi, uh, my name is Charles. I eat too much again. A recovered compulsive overeater. Yeah, I was just compelled to jump back in. That afternoon, he put on his clothes and walked from the hospital a free man. How many times I got, I had to go to the hospital, and, and even walking out, I was not a free man. But just looking at this is so encouraging, and also like. In between, like, the, the shares, like, thanks, everybody, for the shares. You know, a new sponsor that I picked up that we were supposed to meet at, at a uh, men's meeting tonight, he, uh, you know, he gave me, and, 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 again, I relate to this, right? He gave me, he said, oh, you know, I can't come. And I said, well, I rearranged my schedule to, to, to meet you. Not to, you know what, maybe to try to make him feel a little guilty, but it, it's the truth. And then he said, all right, let me check with my wife. And then five minutes after, okay, I'll see you at six. You know, I can, I, I you know, my point is, you can't buy willingness. Like, you know, I want to help this guy, and I want this program for this guy, but it's really helping me more. You cannot buy willingness. You can't sell it. But I could just, you know what, like try to be a useful member of my community, and you know, um, and help others recover because by me helping others, it's really helping me. I'm so I'm selfish in that way. I gotta give this program away. This is just so good. He became a respected, and I'm not doing it to become a respected, useful member because, you know what? I don't. You know, my family eat what they eat, and I don't say nothing because that just reminds me of oh, an, an, an alcoholic shouldn't you know, shouldn't work in a bar. Well, even if you go to Alaska, you know you might get surprised with a bottle. They might Eskimo might come. That's just so ingenious, man. So you know what? Being transformed, um, being brain—I need to be brainwashed every single. What a way to start the week off! Two paragraphs after, on the third day, the lawyer, 
right, got new directions for the care of his creator. And then two paragraphs after, he walks out a free man, a free man. And freedom means free. My, my, the, the moderator always told me that. I love that. I, thank you. Thank you for saying that, Kenji. Freedom ain't free, right? And discipline, I'm going to shut up after this. Discipline is the bridge between the accomplishment and the, and the thought. That's all I need is some, not self-discipline, discipline. And with that, I'm going to pass. Thanks. Thanks, Charles. And we have time for one more share before we close the meeting. Anita J. Go ahead, Anita. Hi, everybody. Uh, this is Anita J. Recovered in Massachusetts, and I too have you know never read this these paragraphs, this chapter. We never did it, but I'm telling you, where I am today, I thought I I, I am recovered, and I'm I know to the bottom of my toes, but I don't know exactly what my higher power wants me to be because I thought I knew my gifts and he in the last month it's been a series of ego reduction more ego reduction because these gifts through some flukes misunderstandings were not used I drove a hundred miles to use my speaking ability and she thought I wasn't coming, so she did it. And this was two other things that were writing abilities, and they weren't used. And I'm just praying now to my higher power, what, what is my, who am I? And I do, I'm beginning to understand I'm not just my gifts. They don't even count if I don't have him. And... um it is really humbling and a comfort. And do you think I got this sitting in church? I mean, I'm sorry, I didn't. I didn't get it in the meetings either. I mean, I don't think everybody knows this, you know. This vision for you ought to be bottled. Well, not bottled, but you know what I mean. And it's a gift I gave during one of men. My gift back to a person who now is in trouble. Well, I, I was so thrilled to pass on the phone numbers for a vision for you, for her. For it's it's just amazing, and I think no, Anita, you think you know what your abilities are, but he will, your higher power will show you where to use them. You don't have to worry about this anymore. Thank you, visionaries, and with that, I pass. Thank you, Anita J. And we've come to the end of our meeting. Okay. Um, thank you to everyone who has shared. We will now close, the, close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will um, Sarah W. please read a vision for you? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Thank you, Kim, for your service. Good morning. This is Sarah W. from Iowa. Grateful, recovered, also a reader. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass. 
for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. Thank you, Kim.